if we're always saying as the the boss in inverted yeah I, I know thanks for thanks but i know we're going to condition people to share stories and ideas not to share stories and ideas right so do you wonder if you've got a, a thought on that and how it how it fits with what we're talking about here i think it does it goes back again to what you had mentioned of how are you being perceived and what story are you telling yourself right in those types of, of situations and if what we're inviting people into is greater self-awareness and reflection how are you creating space for yourself to respond in those types of situations what, what, what resonated for me in that story with the solicitor was what if you assumed positive intent in the story that they were giving to you or, or put it in a different way, what is the most generous explanation I can provide to what just happened, mm. <laughs> right? That, that's, a, that's a traditional naive belief, right? The, and, and if I come at it from that standpoint, I might say, you know what, this person was trying to be helpful, or maybe they were trying to share some of the, I can be gracious and receive that uh, yeah. in, in, in a good way. And so in those moments, I think, yeah, we, you might call it a naivete uh, of sorts. Um, I like your point of, again, of it's not faked. I actually call it chosen naivete. Mm. It's, it's not throwing rationality out the window. In fact, um, some of the research that I saw is, is it's a return to childlike naivete with like a mature, more holistic thinking that comes with it. So it's actually something a little bit beyond even just pure rational thinking. And so what you did there is you took into account the facts, the things you know, and, and then you had a generous interpretation of what's going on with this. You even set your ego aside. Love it, right? Great chosen naivete there. Brilliant. So if we start to make this a little bit uh, practical, Joshua, what what are some of your tips? What would you suggest for for leaders to start experimenting with deliberate and maybe intentional naivety? Like what, what could we do? What could that look like? Yep. It, it could look like in the next meeting that you have with someone, especially if it's a team that you lead, creating a little bit more space before responding, right? An example of what you just shared there. Being able to admit, I do not know. A lot of the work that our consulting company does is in helping organizations with innovation strategy and setting up innovation systems. And so we're working constantly with executive teams on what is needed to start to be more ambidextrous in the management of the org. Like, how do you keep executing uh, the things you need to do and optimizing and create the space to think and try and be curious, et cetera? And one of the practical things we tell them is, is they need to figure out how to end their addiction to being right, <laughs> right? Over here, it pays to be right. Over here, like trying to be right and being the smartest in the room, like we talked about earlier, actually, you may miss the next greatest idea. And so ending your addiction to being right sometimes is holding space and saying, I might be wrong, or I've thought about this and showing some vulnerability. Uh, another piece of that uh, that we talk about is expiring your data. And so a very practical thing that you can do is to say, uh, things are changing. Am I using something that I learned from more than a year ago to make this decision? Oh, that's interesting. Okay. If, if, if that's the case, at least be open a little bit more to rethinking what's going on, right? And, and, and both of those two things, if you start to think about it, just create more space to say, hmm, I might be wrong, or at least might help you embrace that, that the old rational thinking of everything has to be this way and things haven't changed and I have to be right. 
that maybe there's another thing to consider at that time.